At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. And welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and CEO at Outlines Venture Group. And Ann Kennedy, my partner and president at Outlines Venture Group, is the author of Global Search Engine Marketing. So together, we've been uh, serial entrepreneurs, and we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Welcome to CEO Coach. Hi, Ann. Hi, Jillian. How are you this wonderful Monday? I am absolutely fine and feeling chilly, which is kind of impressive, yeah. Anyway, so much of the world, I think, much of the uh, Northern Hemisphere is kind of uh, toasty, but not us today. All right, let's talk about some micropayments today, and micropayments. It's an interesting business model. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that you and I talk about pricing models a lot. In fact, mm-hmm. we had a couple of shows in June on um pricing models and one show we did on finding the perfect rev share mm-hmm. a- arrangement. Um, and so the issue of, of micropayments, I think, is also interesting on several levels. Um, in the first place, way back in 1998, I was at a <laughs> conference uh, called Web 98, imagine that, and mm. I got to interview <laughs> Jacob Nielsen for a newspaper I was writing for at the time. And that was really a high point. I mean, Jacob Nielsen is just one of those brainiacs that just spews, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we go five, ten years down the road and we find it right. He was right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if, if for Little any guy, listeners. Talking about water, right? <laughs> yep. 
if you if anybody is not familiar or needs a refresher on Jacob Nielsen, um, it's useit.com, his usability site and blog. And also then he's got Nielsen Norman, which is a company that deals in completely in UX. And you might call him the grandfather of UX, I think, in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what he said, you know, remember back in the web was only four years old, right? In, in, um, in 98, and people were still struggling with uh, how to monetize this medium. You know, the, the old ways were working somewhat, you know, of, of product, to, you know, paying a price for product, but particularly in areas of, of uh, content or services, it's very hard to figure out how to, how to price this. And he said, he predicted, most lucrative form of payment online was eventually going to be micropayments. And you might say, well, what's a micropayment? Uh, we have them all the time. Look at your cell phone bill someday. You know, just try and decipher that. That's all about micropayments. And that was the example he gave um, in 98. Um, but now we yeah, have things well, like... A micropayment is actually defined as any payment that is uh, 12 U.S. dollars or less. Interesting, 12. That's quite, quite 12. a bit. I don't know, but that's quite a bit. Okay, yeah. so I, just, I was just doing online research around micropayments before we did the show, right? And, and that's what it's defined as. So that seems to me like quite high. I think of micropayments as really much smaller. But then there's another term called nanopayments, and nanopayments really is that couple of cents. Now, I would think micropayments are a couple of cents, but just so you know, there, there's this technical definition, apparently, and a generalized idea. But think about what we're talking about today, I think, guys, as saying just a few bucks. I think 12 is probably too high. I'd say it's more like, you know, four or less. Well, remember, um, the know. iTunes downloads are 99 cents, right? Exactly. So yeah. think about pennies rather than dollars. Um, at the most, think about under five bucks. That kind of makes good sense to me. As we're talking about it, the question is really, are you going to charge 99 bucks a month or are you going to charge per use? And it's really tiny. And another element that I have uh, discovered in looking into this topic of micropayments is that you can get a refund if you don't like what you got, you know, like suppose I download a new tune by Madeline Payro on iTunes and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and I can send it back and get a refund or um, huh? uh, a TV episode on Amazon, um, but, which is interesting and we'll get to later in this broadcast just why that is useful and interesting. Can you think of other examples, Jillian, of micropayments that you've come across? Yeah, oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, You can do that along with uh, things like uh, reading articles and so on. Uh, One of the things that made us, you know, kind of launch this particular show for you and me, uh, not the whole CEO coach, but this particular episode, was an article that I'd read around Blendel, B-L-E-N-D-L-E. Blendel is a, uh, what they call a radical experiment with micropayments in journalism, and they have a report on it 365 days later. So uh, this is at onmedium.com, and uh, we'll be happy to put a link to that particular article on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. If you've been listening to lots of these shows, you've heard this a thousand times. Again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. You'll find the links to the stuff we're discussing there. We hope you'll hit the like button so we know you stopped by, just so we know who's reading, and um, and then 
you know, tell us what you'd like to learn about on CEO Coach. So feel free to talk to us there as well. Um, what Blendle did was, again, this experiment in journalism in which people would pay literally for the specific article, and they did it as micropayments. Rather than trying to charge a subscription for the delivery of the New York Times to your doorstep, right, or even online by monthly or annual fees, they charged literally by the content. And lo and behold, it actually improved the quality of journalism. People paid for only what they wanted to read. And if they didn't think it was worthwhile, they literally asked for a refund. It's like, this is crap. I don't want it. How about and if that? Ev- it, well, back. if ever there is a vertical, an industry that needs to come up with some a better way of, uh, of a better pricing model, it's got to be uh, the whole media newspaper journalism industry because you know we've been following newspapers uh, for years now and just watching them diminish and diminish and diminish. And so the radical experiment, yes, uh, but this may be. Uh, the way of the future. There were many interesting learnings that came out out of this. Not least was that they actually attracted new users. Uh, they didn't bleed off other um, the market that was there, and that's what I thought was so fascinating about this. They actually expanded the available pool of of people who would pay for journalism. And that makes yes. rena- uh, revenues. <laughs> That's right. really interesting. It's to a me. renaissance in revenues. Well said. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what a good way right. to put it. A renaissance in revenues. <laughs> yes, indeed. So music industry does it. Now journalism is finally getting on it. And I do recall when I first saw that article, I shot it over to you immediately, Anne, and I said, why the hell don't more people think about this? Right? Yeah. I was just like, there was this break of, of frustration that the journalism uh, world did not figure this out out long ago. Now, I came across another fascinating one um, in terms of examples. It's a company that is asking you to, how should I say, you are going to charge other people for the privilege of sending you an email. Okay? Really? So, yes. And, and what you do is you set up your own private email and you tell everybody, if you send me an email, it's going to cost you a penny. And why okay? would they pay a penny to get an email from me? Be, well, no, no, no. It's the other way around. Oh, oh. It's the okay. other way around. If you want to send me an email, it's going to cost you a penny. I'm just letting you know in advance. And the reason it is going to cost somebody else and they have to kind of sign in and so on is that you cut the spam. That's it. An automated system cannot sign up with a credit card and go pay you a penny. Ah. <laughs> so unbelievable. This one, again, I'm going to put this into the uh, you know, uh, Facebook page. It's uh, coindesk.com. says a new email service fights, fights spam with Bitcoin micropayments. And in this case, it would actually be a nano payment. And what they're saying is this: you're putting this good idea into to practice here. The developer who goes by the Twitter handle at dreadpirate. Ryan, <laughs> Dread Pirate Ryan, right, said he'd come across proposals using Bitcoin micropayments to, mark, uh, to make spam more expensive to send. Uh-huh. Pretty interesting. So you, you have to funnel it through and so on. So I think there are a lot of hurdles to that. And I'm not sure that's going to be a successful deal and so on. But it, it is fascinating to see how people are considering the concept of micropayments yeah. and what that really means to the payment industry. If we all agree that it is worth our while to start putting up a barrier that says it's going to cost you a penny to send me um, you know, mail, then we do send each other mail. But suddenly that it's, I mean, maybe it costs me a buck more 
you know, per day, per week, whatever, to do business with you, Anne, because we send a lot of emails. Maybe it will change the email process and the communication process, right? I mean, most of the, the really youngest kids and so on, they think of email as very old. Indeed. Right? So they're not using it. And Uh-oh, maybe lots more people won't use it, right? It will give rise to other things. So in itself, micropayments may be an instigator that moves things to more free platforms, right? If it costs us a buck a month more, because uh, there were 100 emails we want to send to each other in a week, a month, whatever, right, uh, to do business, we wouldn't care. If it right. stopped our spam, we would do the whole thing and we would continue to use this platform. Now multiply that by the number of millions of people who do that, right? And suddenly you actually have, you know, where did all those little pennies go? You have quite a business going. This is Sounds intriguing. Like very intriguing. Right. So we so need to take a break that. and then we'll come back and explore this intriguing idea of micropayments more. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We're talking about micropayments, the concept of them, and now we really should discuss, Ann, why this might be an intriguing business proposition for the folks who are listening today. And what we would do is just counsel you, I think, everybody who's listening today, to think about micropayments as a possible revenue model for whatever it is you're selling. Now, uh, Ann, let's talk a little bit more about it. Uh, kind of this just the concept of micropayment, but people will pay kind of for why and not what. Uh, talk about that some more. We have a little note in here, you know, about our, our conversation. Just tell me more about what you're thinking. Oh, there. 
Well, this is specific to the journalism industry, um, to to the news industry. And uh, I would preface the comments, and I'll make a conclusion of this later, that I think that this will be useful to our listeners who have the right kind of um, business model, you know, the right kind of business. Uh, it's, I don't think it's useful to everybody. But what, what Blendle found was, and, and first I want to say that what they did with their experiment was they reached a whole new generation of news consumers and yes. succeeded in getting them to pay for content. Um, and we just talked a little bit about the whole new generation and how they do more free things. Well, what Blendle found, what and they learned in their first year, is that the what news, you know, the events, that you can get for free. That comes on any number of um, uh, ways that it is broadcast at us, whether it's online or on the, the ticker thing at Times Square. We can get that for free. What happened? Yes, we know what happened. Right. But what people will pay for is the why. They will pay for the background pieces, the uh, opinions, the analyses. That's what they will pay for. They won't pay for something they can get for free. And if I could go back to the issue with the history of newspapers in the last 20 years, one way that they lost their revenues was in the classified ads because there was Craigslist. And it's really hard to compete with free, you know? Yeah, it sure as hell is. On the flip side here, um, the New York Times, in its defense, does have an op-ed page as does kind of, you know, the London Times and, and every major newspaper, right? I'm just saying generically, right? There is an op-ed page, and you get kind of the uh, thoughts and considerations around the news itself. NPR has something on that as well, right? Lots of somethings around it. So uh, we get that people are willing to pay for it, but I think there's something more here. It isn't just opinion. What you're saying is this is beyond the 10-second soundbite plus opinion. You're getting a deeper view into the... Um, uh, events of the day, and it brings you, if you will, valuable knowledge from data. We had a show just about this, I mean, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, and talking about how to make hard decisions, remember? Right, um, right. Right. So we, we had this show about how to make hard decisions, and uh, it, it talked about getting more than simply data. It's around the deep information and the veracity of it. What we're talking about is deep investigative reporting, and juxtaposition with where it sits in the world today. Again, you and I talk about this when we talk about um, uh, where your startup sits in the microcosm of the world and the world economy, not just your regional one and not just in your industry. So getting a sense of what you might sell for your own business, I mean, this is obviously a journalism you know, of opportunity here, but suppose you were to sell something, if you will, richer, deeper, broader, and providing perspective on whatever it is your industry has. If you can do that, then micropayment makes sense. People will pick up a piece of it. So what's next, Anne? What's next is uh, the whole concept of refunding. And Mm. that actually has a very beneficial effect um, that it punishes clickbait. And, you know, there's clickbaits all over the place. Um, True. So if you sell something useless, you can expect that a lot of people will refund it. What else does that give you, though? I mean, certainly you have to pay back, and it's a pain in the ass, and and, and so on. It actually costs you, right? But it isn't as expensive as chargebacks. It improves your content. Right. Because you can see what is is appealing to the market and what the market's rejecting. And that's a useful data point. 
Right. But, Anne, I would say it's even more than that, right? Because you might not be proactively putting out clickbait, right? Let's say you actually charged for access to specific parts of your blog, right? Um, uh, for example, again, uh, a SaaS company can have a free service and then it can have um, a paid service. It's kind of the freemium model. You can get this much for right. free and then you get paid for that, right? So you get into the, one of those. And inside that paid service, you don't necessarily have to charge a monthly fee for that paid service. You could charge micropayments for access to tiny little bits of it. You will instantly know then, and again, by that time, you can say micropayments could be about 10 to 12 bucks, right? I mean, you could say, yeah, that's a micropayment. Instead of charging 99 bucks a month, I'm going to say 10 bucks for any part you want. You might only pay 50 bucks a month. You might pay 100 bucks a month, but 10 bucks for any part of this you want. And you have a number of things. Maybe it's a number of uh, tool sets or something. Uh, it would be access, again, to this blog information around the future of the industry. Uh, who knows what? You will find out what your customers actually want, right? You may have a whole bunch of customers paying 99 bucks a month for something, and it's a whole collection of whatever's going on, but you don't know actually what's valuable to them. Maybe if you tried a micropayment process just around the, you know, I don't know, the blog information or something or whatever, analysis of industry or something to that effect, you might be shocked to find out that there are a whole lot of people who actually are just paying for that one piece. Maybe you didn't need to build anything else, or maybe they're all willing to just let it go and nobody wants that piece of information or nobody wants that tool set. It will help you to concentrate on what actually is valuable to the general public, right? It means you can charge more for this one, less for that one, and something for the other one, and you don't have to build all the stuff that isn't useful. You don't know what's useful inside a multi-component SaaS product unless you test it. Micropayments is an interesting way to test you have just answered one of the questions going through my mind is how is this useful outside of journalism? And as a testing model, that's really far out. You can yes. use it in uh, to judge quality. You can use it in a focus group sense. You can use it to pressure test um, various parts of your business plan. There's just so many ways this could be useful using micropayments. Absolutely. And, wow. Yeah. And because so the example, outlay is, is little, it, you could expect a good deal of participation. Exactly. So, for example, we have this company, uh, Bread Approved, that we're in, uh, you know, part of our portfolio over at Outlines Venture Group. You and I talked about this company a few weeks ago. Bread Approved is that they are providing a service to folks who have uh, disabilities or mobility challenges who want to travel around the corner or around the world, right? So it's information around the venues. Now, if we provide photo-rich uh, reviews of venues and we don't charge for that and we say well if you want to make a reservation at this place it'll cost you a dime a buck whatever you could also test and say this is how much the market is willing to engage in this thing right they're going to say yeah I will pay more for my hotel room if you can actually assure me that I do have a transfer bench when I get there so I can go slide across it and get into that tub or or sit in the tub and shower or whatever the hell it is it could mean a great deal to the user or it might just say no the users really don't care they're just going to go to a regular hotel website anyway and whatever happens happens they're not willing to pay for that privilege right so many folks for example around this particular startup are querying me about that you know, well, be, gee, are people willing to pay for this? And I'm thinking, well, mm -hmm. we don't actually have to charge them more. That's not the point. 
right? But you could test the market with a micropayment that says people are so deeply engaged in getting this bloody information and in getting the ability to go, you know, book that room and be sure of it, that they'd be actually willing to pay a surcharge for it. Now, stop asking me that question, right? Yeah. That's how you can do it, right? (laughs) Develop your hard data metrics, their hard econ metrics on it. We're using micropayments. Yeah. Now, micropayments on hard product, not so good. I mean, either you're going to buy, you know, the book, the piano, the the basket, the the piece of art, whatever, or you're not. Or there are companies that are already leasing clothing, right? You can share handbags. You can share stuff like that, right? So you can kind of borrow. It's like renting clothing, right? We've had that for a long time in the in Main Street markets, right? You can go out and rent, uh, what is it, tuxedos and things, right? Yep. And then you go to weddings. And ball, and ball gowns for all the balls exactly. that we go to. Yeah, sure, right. All of those. Yeah. Maybe they'll come back. But <laughs> the point is that you can do that sort of thing or you can now do that sort of thing online. There are people doing that too. That essentially is a micropayment, right? What you've done is divvied up the cost of $7,000 worth of evening gown and said, yeah, well, for 70 bucks or 100 bucks, you can have it for one night. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a similar one going on now called uh, Relay Ride, which is where you can rent out your car. That's right. You just yeah. talked to me about that one. Essentially the same thing. You've divvied up the cost of ownership of a vehicle because you're now essentially kind of, we've monetized the peer ownership, right? Somebody owns it next door, they can rent it to you instead of you having to go to enterprise and doing it. You don't have a whole business structure around the concept of sharing. Rentus is another one. R-N-T-U-S, that one's being developed in Los Angeles. A good friend, right, Elias, thank you, Shivandis, right, Elias Shivandis. And um, he's and, and he's got partners. And Rentus is about monetizing the, the stuff you've got in your garage, right? You've got a saw and a this and a hammer and a who knows what, yeah. Well, your neighbors need them. Rather Rather than going to AAA rentals down the street or six miles away or whatever it is, they can rent it from their neighbors. Now, there are also these things called uh, kind of cribs, tool cribs that you can uh, borrow from almost like a library in communities and all of that's nice as well, but it's only when they are open. So this kind of thing is kind of a 24-hour economy. Micropayments enable all of these types of systems. So think of anything in peer-to-peer right, that would be useful. That's the kind of thing that you would use a micropayment for for testing, for creating peer-to-peer platforms, and for monetizing processes uh, in which, excuse me, any kind of a um, product or process suite, which can be broken up into pieces. So we need to take a break, and then we'll come back. And uh, you were just getting on a roll about how we can make this work across more more industries than just journalism. So let's take a break and come back and wrap this up. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click 
and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with my partner, Ann Kennedy, and we're riffing today on the subject of micropayments and how you can make them work inside your own business for a number of different reasons. So, Anne, uh, what's your top tip on micropayments? How would you use it most effectively in kind of almost any tech business? The first thing that intrigues me is the idea of using it to test your market. Uh, Because you can create, you remember you said micropayments, the official whatever definition is, it's less than $12. You and I think of them as less than $1 as pennies. The barrier to entry is so low that you can... um, you can get some feedback and data. And we all know that testing means that you can gather a sample set of data and then use what you know to extrapolate that into a larger proof case. And so the idea of drawing in a, you know, a a limited sample of say payments at, you know, 43 cents for something can give you an idea of whether you're on the right track or not. And the second thing is the whole idea of, uh, micropayments and the refund situation with that gives you really good feedback. Yes, if you're going to make any kind of content, um, a micropayment with a refund tells you a vote of yes or no, and it really makes it visceral. So very, very in- interesting stuff. It tells you about the um, intensity of the community engagement, right? They don't just like you on Facebook. They're willing to put down a few pennies. It means they had to give themselves, uh, give you some payment information. Critical. Okay, next one I'd say... The hottest tip for using this is not just testing the market, but literally consider completely breaking up any suite of whatever the hell it is you offer already and selling them all individually, right? Drag and drop to create your own subscription. I'm thinking about my company, uh, Moz, again, right? If Moz decided to do something around micropayments, what I would be counseling them now is take everything that you offer, every single tool, every single reporting, whatever, and put them all out in separate little square circles, whatever, and let people drag and drop into one single basket everything they would like to have access to, leaving behind everything they don't think they want or need, right, and then buying that. And in order to be mozzy about it, if you will, right, once they say, okay, I've chosen a bucket with seven different items, you say, great, your price per month is X, and then you say, and we're going to give you a few months trial of this 
particular item anyway for free. And then mm -hmm. in about two or three months, you see if you give them another <laughs> one for free, something they had not chosen. It gives them an opportunity to test it out. And they might say, oh, yeah, I do want to add that for another 10 bucks a month. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize what this thing did. It enables you to find out what everybody does know about, what everybody, and again, so it's kind of that market testing, but it is an actual complete business process. Now, Moz isn't doing that, right? But that's how I would counsel companies doing this kind of work to consider doing it. I think you would end up increasing your potential market, because not everybody can afford 100, 200, 500, whatever, 1,000 bucks a month, whatever it is you're selling, but lots more people can afford a piece of it. And if they use a piece of whatever you're doing and it is valuable, who knows, it might increase their business and then they can afford to pay you more. Okay, That's yep. number two. Brilliant. And then finally, as we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about more about increasing your marketplace by making something affordable. So even if you have a product, a thing, I'm selling, uh, I don't know, very high-end fabric. Well, try, I don't know, cutting little squares for quilters and selling them as micro pieces, right? That, that already exists on Main Street, right? But consider doing that online. Think about how you can cut up something and serve it up just to test that piece. I do believe that Anne's right on target. When you interviewed Nielsen, he was dead on. The concept of being able to create our own um, product suites is about the personalization of the web. And we know that the web is moving to more and more personalization. This was the promise of the web. And it is coming to fruition ever more closely, right? Those Google bubbles are running around figuring out yeah, exactly who we are, right? <laughs> That's the promise of the web. That's not the fear of the web, right? Yep. It, it, we know it comes with both ways, right? This is the killer piece. Go out and figure out micropayments now. First adopters win. Don't miss yep. it. And uh, look at our Facebook page for the full story of Blendle because it makes a great model. And Jillian, you've just done a beautiful job of extrapolating from their test to where we can apply this with a software company or any of the other companies as the Absolutely. Um, we have, I'll also yeah. be putting on a link to the Coindex, uh, Coindesk article. Um, yep. And so you'll find both of those at our website, uh, excuse me, at our Facebook page on facebook.com slash CEO coach podcast. A little bit of futurist looking today. And we suggest you hop in and try a bit of micropayment. See how it can benefit your business. That's it for this Monday. This is Jillian Music with my partner, Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers, webmasterradio.fm, for their undying support all these many years. I think it's over six years now on the web. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, through iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you are out there. Tell us what you want to hear about at CEO Coach. We'll make sure it happens. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. You can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.